What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Friday episode of the show. Draft Dudes is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 10 bucks off your first order. Kyle, happy Friday to you, sir. Hello, I have a question for you. Yes. What time is it socially acceptable for you to begin cutting your grass in the morning? <laughs> um, well, here's the thing for me is we have dew on the grass. So like you, you couldn't even cut it to like 10, 11 o'clock because it's going to be swampy out there. Okay, but pretend you don't. Um, every Thursday, my neighbor's landscaper shows up at 8 a.m., fires up the, uh, is that okay? I worked in, in a field where these types of complaints annoyed me a lot in my past life. So, uh, I am very sensitive to, I don't really care. What about construction on the weekends? I mean, there's, it depends on what the town ordinance is, man. Yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking after nine o'clock would be reasonable. Oh, okay, okay. So I just, I was just fishing for the time. That's all. Yeah. Well, you live in a neighborhood that's being built still. Correct. So not to give too many they, they, FBI clues on on you, but they, they don't adhere too well to the nine o'clock uh, kickoff. But do they have that? I mean, is that a town ordinance for you? I have no idea. But check that, man. Everything in North Carolina's town ordinances are based on very long time ago standards. They're not modern standards. So like a lot of these were farming areas that are now homes and the town ordinances reflect, you know, tractors back in the day wanting to get started at, you know, the first sign of daylight. (laughs) So, so the town ordinance has never really matched up with the complaints. So I, and you know, like I said, in my past lines of work, I used to, uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, there's, there's no, nothing to enforce here. It's just the way you feel. So, <laughs> <sighs> Defensive players under the age 25. That's correct. Uh, as assembled by Mark Sessler of NFL.com, he put together the 2020 all under 25 team. And these are guys that turn 25 after September 10th. And so yesterday on this podcast, we worked through the offensive side of the football. Today is defense. And today is where did we settle on a most egregious submission from offense? We never did, but I I already have the answer for defense. Um, (laughs) Was there, was there anything we felt super strongly about? Uh, we said DJ Moore could have made yeah. a case, but I think offensive line, uh, the Elkton Jenkins oh. slotting was the, the big, yeah, Frank Ragnow. It was Frank Ragnow. Yeah. We wanted him. Have we confirmed that Frank Ragnow was within the criteria? Let me do that before. Yes, we... I, did. I did. Okay. He he's correct. He, he fits the I criteria did yesterday on the show because All I've right. got it here in my, my, uh, browser search history, Frank Ragnow wiki for his birthday. Okay. So he was born on May 17th. So he's 24. He will be. <sighs> He just turned 24. So oh, not even close to being a problem. He's still Correct. good. For, yeah. Okay. So Frank Ragnow over Elkton Jenkins is our egregious offensive omission. Defense, we'll get to that here in just a minute. Uh, yeah, we got a few. Shall we? 
quick read through the names that he does have. Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett as defensive ends, Kenny Clark and Dexter Lawrence as defensive tackles, Leighton Vander Esch and Bobby Okariki at linebacker, <coughs> Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey, Jamal Adams, Minka Fitzpatrick, Derwin James on the secondary, along with specialist Joey Sly, Jamie Gillen, and Deontay Harris. Okay, so defensive end, Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa. Hard I mean, argue with this group. Are we even is there anyone else even in the conversation? Uh Daniel Hunter doesn't qualify. Finally, he's been twenty he's been under twenty five for about seven years. Right. <laughs> since he's been in the league. <laughs> right? Like seriously, uh, man. Yeah, no, yeah, he has. No, I don't think so. This is the right two answers. There's no no question about it. Uh, yeah. Honorable mention to Harold Landry. Yeah, nine and a half sacks last year, or nine sacks last year. He had, a good, he had a good season last year. It was kind of what everybody was expecting him to be, and he, he yeah. was really turned it on in his sophomore year. And he was behind, like, Derek Morgan and Brian Arakpo his rookie year. So he, he only played right. around 40% of the snaps, and then he became a 16-game starter, and we saw what he can do, and I'm sure he'll – I predict him to have his first double-digit sack year this year, which I think will happen if he's healthy. Correct. Yeah, I think this is chalk, man. Okay, defensive tackles. Dexter Lawrence and Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark's another one of those guys who's been <laughs> under 25 for six straight years now, it feels like. He sure has. Good for him. He's a good player. Um, he's a great player. I think he's the obvious one. I, Dexter Lawrence is where things get dicey, and, and I like Dexter Lawrence. I think he's a good player. I think that uh, he had a very strong rookie season. Um, it's interesting that Sessler notes getting L- Lawrence gets the nod over Jeffrey Simmons, who's played what like six games in the NFL. Taven Bryan, <laughs> I mean, even I I went to bat for Taven Bryan on our podcast a couple weeks ago, but I'm not going to sit here and say he belongs on this list. And then Deshaun Hand, who's been another injured guy but flashy. Um, you know, last year we had Quinn and Williams, Ed Oliver, Christian Wilkins, Jeffrey Tillery, Dexter Lawrence, all defensive, ta- Jeffrey Simmons as well, all defensive tackles selected in the first round. Um, I'm I, Maybe Ed Oliver had as good of a season as Dexter Lawrence. Um, Malik Collins, I think, is still under 25. Jeffrey Simmons had a better stretch of play. Especially if he's going to justify the guy we're going to get to next being on the list. Right. If you're going to put Bobby Okariki on this list with 500 snaps, Jeffrey Simmons deserves to be on this list over Dexter Lawrence. Now, how many snaps did Dexter Lawrence play last year? I imagine a good amount, right? Like, it wasn't... Let me pull it up. It's 702. That's a ton. What percentage is that? Do you have that? 63%. That's a lot for a defensive tackle. Good yeah. for him. What Now, we got to know Jeffrey Simmons. I'm pulling Simmons that up. played uh, about half that, 314. In seven games? Seven starts? Seven starts, yeah. And that's interesting because you were you were pretty high on Dexter. I was. And did you have him above Jeffrey Simmons? Oh, you're gonna make me look. Me you don't have to look, but what I'm out. saying no, is my like producer's gonna pull it. While you're pulling it up, it's not like Kyle, like your your bias here, like you were one of the highest on Dexter Lawrence last yeah, year. I like Dexter Lawrence a lot, which you should. I liked him too, but 
He seems aggressive for this list. Okay. So, interior defensive line, man. 2019 NFL draft prospectus. Says. I had Jeffrey Jeffrey Simmons was one spot ahead of Dexter Lawrence on my big board. <laughs> All right. So, as close as it can be. As literally as close as it can be. All right. So, are we saying it should have been Jeffrey Simmons and Kenny Clark? I, if you're going to put Okariki on this list and not have a problem with that sample size, then Jeffrey Simmons should be on the list. Yeah. Okay. This is the, it's time to talk about linebackers, Kyle. I and mean, then he has Leighton Van Der Esk and Bobby Okariki. Bobby Okariki has started eight games in the NFL. Eight. Eight games in the NFL, Kyle. Not um, only has he played eight games, he's played 472 snaps. <laughs> and Sessler has the audacity to say he chose Okariki over Devin Bush, Devin White, and Dre Greenlaw like Fred Warner, Tremaine Edmonds, Rashawn Evans, and Roquan Smith aren't even alive. And doesn't he credit it with, with pass skills and pass coverage? He PFF's ninth rated linebacker with an ability to line up all over the field. Dynamic, dynamic in coverage. In coverage. Okay, dynamic in coverage gave up a quarterback rating of 98.3 and completions on 74% of his targets. Dude. Fred I'm not even going to sit here and pull the homer card. Tremaine Edmonds belonged over Okariki. Rashawn Evans did. Roquan Smith did. Hell, I'd say these guys are on their over Leighton Vander Esk as well. Fred Warner, 23 years old, consecutive. He's averaging 121 tackles per season over two years. Uh, he had a quarterback rating of 86 on 74 targets last year. He had nine passes defense, three forced fumbles, three sacks as well. Dude was all over the place. An absolute monster, and he's played... He played 99% of the snaps as a rookie in 2018 and 96% of his defensive snaps in 2019 for the 49ers. So Fred Warner is one of the linebackers, and I'm sorry, the other one's Tremaine Edmonds. Another situation where, how old is this dude? 21 years old? He's 20. He just turned 22. Over 90% of the snaps the last two years uh, for the Bills defense, which has been top three the last two years. We'll talk about quarterback rating against his coverage, 76.3 last year on 52 targets, only a completion percentage of 65%. Uh, his, filled up, his bad year in coverage was better than than <laughs> what Okariki had this past year. Right, his first year as a 4-3 middle linebacker in Sean McDermott's defense, which is a very challenging role for coverage. And the growth was unbelievable from year one to year two. Uh, the splash plays are there, the force fumbles, right? Like he's breaking up passes. I, I, this, is, this is Fred Warner and Tremaine Edmonds. That's the answer to the linebacker thing. Correct. And it's a lot, it's the answer next year too. And if you want to go base defense, let's get Devin White on here. Sure. Well, we got to peel back even a couple more names before we get to Vander Esque and Bobby Okariki. And no disrespect to either player, they're bright young players in the league. Certainly, hopefully, LVE can be healthy. And Bobby Okariki, like maybe in your next eight starts, you know. <laughs> You could continue your ascension, but man, like 
this was really egregious looking over some of these other players at linebacker. Devin White missed three games last year, had 91 tackles, scored two defensive touchdowns, had an interception, forced three fumbles, recovered four fumbles, had two and a half sacks, and had an 89.0 rating on 56 targets against him in pass game, which is 10 points better than what Bobby Okereke had. What are we doing? I can't make sense of this selection. Well, we don't have to. It's not ours. But we, okay. we gave we gave the better answers here. Before we go any further, I want to talk to everybody about today's sponsor on the show, Bilt Bar. We've been pumping the gas on Bilt Bar for a reason. It is because we stand behind these protein bars. They are amazing whether you are looking for meal replacement, post-workout meal, just a snack throughout the day. Built Bar, it's lighting calories between 110 and 150 calories a piece. It's got more protein than your average protein bar and less grams of carbs and sugar by one-seventh the ratio versus typical protein bars as well. They eat delicious. They've got fruit flavors. They've got dessert flavors. No matter what you're looking for, Built Bar has an option for you, and we also have an opportunity for you to save some money. So if you go to BuiltBar.com, and use promo code locked on, you can save $10 off your first box. That's builtbar.com, promo code locked on, $10 off your first box. Don't just take our word for it. Find out for yourself what all the buzz is about with Built Bar. Moving to the secondary here, Joe. Yeah. Hard to find anything wrong with these two corners, though. Yeah, I, I don't think I can. I think these are the guys, man. Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey. Those are okay. Who would like even be in the conversation? Does Trey mm. White qualify? No, no he he's he's too old. Senior over there at LSU, you know. Uncle, that's what they call Devontae Parker. Uncle. Denzel Ward. Maybe. I mean, just for the conversation, nobody's putting him in over Lattimore or Humphrey. Right. Keep uh, scrolling here. Let's see what else we can <laughs> dig out. Let's see here. Cornerbacks. Cornerbacks matter. Secondary over pass rush, Joe. It's, it's the big thing now. That's what they say. Uh, Jeff Akuda. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not you know, DeAndre if Baker. Out the, if he balls out this year, I'm ready to put him on. Right. I, I, all he has to do is play eight games and get on there. Right. Jair right. Alexander, he deserves some consideration. Yeah. That's about, yeah, okay. And that's it. That's about it. Okay, so that was kind of a boring <laughs> look yeah, here. Well, what are you going to do? It's, and we, he, can't, we can't get we can't get triggered about everything. No, now we gave we gave him the business a little bit on the linebacker, so it's good to right. put chalk on the corners. So he said, and he said in his write up that Denzel Ward, Jair Alexander, and Adoree Jackson's were candidates, which I that's fine, but he got the yeah, right two. Yeah, he got the right duo. Yeah, I don't have any exceptions there. Okay, so we go to safeties. We got if these two guys actually played on the same team, what a safety tandem this would be, right? Yep. Yeah. Would be Jamal Adams and Stinka Fitzpatrick. Uh, Do you see he came out and said he's ready to move around for Pittsburgh again? Yeah, it feels like it feels like a weekly thing. He he says 
He's ready to move now. He didn't want to move in Miami, but is it worth noting that that he includes Derwin James uh, here as a flex? Yeah, as a, as a flex. So, um, I, I I don't know what to argue with here. Um, Darnell Savage had a nice year <laughs> last season for the Packers. How about, about Buda Baker? Is he age? He qualifies. He turns twenty five next January. Okay, so he's, he's two-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. He had 147 tackles last year. I think for the flex role, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you bump Derwin, but for the I sake mean, of being in the conversation, yeah. If you wanted to get into the argument and say, oh, well, you know, just from availability last year, you could build the argument around that if you want yeah. to. But I don't think anybody's going to argue that Derwin James's rookie year in 2018 was – more dynamic than what Buda Baker's had at this point in his career, right? Yeah. Shout out uh, Jesse Bates. Yes. Um, who? Uh, how old's Justin Simmons? He's 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 probably. He's, on the I wrong think he's side. like twenty six. Is he? I'm pretty yeah, sure 26. he's over. Twenty six years and one hundred ninety two days. So sorry, bud. You don't get to make these lists anymore. 100% of the defensive snaps the last two years for Denver. 100% in consecutive yeah, seasons. That's terrific. Good for you, brother. Good um, for you. I think that's about it. Is there any other defender who could fit into the flex role? Well, I, I mean, the linebackers we talked about, you certainly right. can make a, a case for. Um. That's where I would go because, like, the corners were pretty, pretty set. Um, Jair Alexander. Another speed. If we wanted to get another pass rusher, we got anybody worthwhile. That was the hard thing. It's like Chase Young. I, you know, like guys that have even played. It's right. Joey Bosa missed out by about two months from being eligible for this list. Yeah, I feels like they're not right. Yeah, I don't I don't know that there's another defensive lineman, especially at edge. Harold Landry is probably the guy. If you wanted to go with an extra rusher here for you Mm -hmm. for this team. Also worth noting, Darius Leonard is is too old for this list. So when we were talking linebackers, just something to keep in mind. He didn't qualify. Okay. Do we have any firm objections with the specialists? <laughs> I don't actually return returner's interesting to me. Yeah. Just because I'm I haven't asked myself like how old the best kick returners in football are. Well, I don't think Joey Sly had that. Um, Joey Sly, the kicker, I mean he was seventy eight percent last year. And he missed four extra points. Like he wasn't was that this, good. There's not a better kicker than Joey Sly. And how old's Mitch Wisnowski? I think he's kind of old. That could be the problem. He's 28. <laughs> he's a second-year yeah, player. Out. He's 28. He is out. <laughs> so between what about the the dude from oh, Dickinson? Yeah. Uh, okay. So they, he picked Jamie Gillian over Michael Dixon as the punter. Okay, I'm not going to fight about that. 
I can't believe there's not a better kicker than Joey Sly. There's not some kicker under under 25 that made more than 78% of their field goals last year. I don't know, man. Okay, so return the leaders in return yardage. Deontay Harris is fifth in kick return yards, not including punt return yards. Uh, Steven Sims from Washington is 22. Nicole Hardman is 21. He was third in the league in kick return yardage. Deontay Harris or Deontay Harris was third in the NFL in yards per return. And he also led the NFL in punt return yardage. All right, so feels like this is the right answer. You could make a case for Miko Hardman. My case for kicker is Austin Cyber. He made 86% of his field goals last year. Oh, lock it in. And he's 23. And I know Sessler says that Joey Sly made 8 of 11 kicks beyond 50 yards. So maybe that's where things where he he put his weight. Yeah, so he's 8 of 11 from beyond 50 and finished 78% for the year. That's just, almost worse unless you're getting all your kicks blocked. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> like, he, he's just missing the, the close ones? Austin Seibert was one of two from beyond 50, so I guess that's a different conversation. He wasn't asked to kick those bombs. Maybe it's because he couldn't, but we'll never know. He's a rookie kicker I hope you can make from beyond 50. Right. I don't know, I just... That one bothered me. I think Deontay Harris is the right punt kick returner. Okay. I mean, I'm just trying to bring some some new names to the table here. I don't – there's no, like – it feels like for so long we've had, like, those superstar returners. Yeah. The Devin Hester's of the world. The, the Who was the guy for Cleveland? Cribs? Josh Cribs. Josh Cribs. Well, the uh, rules are marginalizing that so much. Yeah, who was the dude? Um, come on, there's another really good returner. Um, Hester. Hester, but didn't I say him? That there's another one. You went if like, maybe it was Hester. Did he finish his career with the Ravens? Uh, who was that guy? Yeah, he did. He finished his career with the Ravens. Okay, so that's Are you thinking about the guy that played in Washington for all those years? No. Westbrook? No, I was thinking of Devin Hester. What are you thinking of? I was thinking of Devin Devin Hester. Hester? Yeah, because I remember him in 2016. The Bills played the Ravens week one, and Devin Hester had a um, a mouthpiece on with fangs. Oh, and that stood out to you, huh? And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) He's going to house it to start the year. And then he didn't. So, But I was nervous. All right, here you go. Here's what we'll leave it with. NFL's punt returns for touchdown career leaders. Okay. Got any names that jump out at you that, that you want to make a bold prediction that are up there? Uh, Deion Sanders. Okay, Deion Sanders is tied for ninth with six. Okay. Devin Hester. Devin Hester is first with 14. Um, there is only one other man with more than nine. So there's one other person with double-digit punt return touchdowns in NFL history. 
Double digit. Delta O'Neal. Delta O'Neal. I don't even know if he's one. <laughs> Delta O'Neal has two. All right, he's got two. I <laughs> he get shut out. That's good. Yeah. Dante Hall? Were you, were you thinking oh, of Dante, yeah, Dante Hall? Hall? That was the guy I was thinking of, yes. Yeah, well, he's got six. Oh. Um, There's just... a Heisman Trophy winner here in the top oh, five. Charles Woodson? No. Or, uh, come on, Desmond Howard? Desmond Howard has eight. Um, Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell has nine. Did I miss? Did I get the Heisman Trophy winner yet? Desmond Howard. Okay, so I'm missing what number two? You're missing number two. Okay. You're also missing Jack Christensen, who played from '51 to '58 oh. with the Lions and has eight. Used to love watching him return live yeah, games when I was watching him. <laughs> I can't wait. Dante only had six. I might be out. I don't know. I got one, three. I got one, three, and nine. Correct. And well, I guess this Deion Sanders played six years in Cleveland. Cleveland. And where else? Uh, Atlanta, Arizona, Carolina, Green Bay, San Diego, and Washington. Holy smokes! He went around. I don't know. Eric Rett. I don't think he returned punts, though. I don't know. I'm out. Eric Metcalf. Oh, dude, he had that many punt returns? Ten. Good for you. Good for you. You could argue he peaked in 95. Uh, He had 104 catches for 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns on offense that year. Uh, his For how many first yards? Year, he had 1,200 receiving yards in 95 with the Falcons. Wow. That's a hell of a year. three targets that year. That's actually, that's not even that good of a catch percentage, is it? Uh, 104 catches on, he caught uh, 68% of his targets. Okay. Uh, but the first year he came into the NFL, he rushed for 633 yards on the ground. And had 54 catches for 397 yards. That's a good receiving back, man. Mm-hmm. So he had, oh man, look at this stretch of all-purpose yards. So it, forget 91. His all-purpose yards, including offense, defense, and return yardage. 1,748, 1,752, uh, 852 in 1991 over eight games. Then he was at 1501-1932, which led the NFL in 93, 1323, 1930, or 1983 in 95, 1937 in 96, 1415, 1837. This a little bit of respect on this man's name here on the Draft Dudes podcast. <laughs> yeah, all 13th right. Thirteenth overall pick in the nineteen eighty nine NFL Draft. Who thought Texas. we would close out the Friday podcast with a a segment on Eric Metcalf and his all purpose yards? You never know what you're going to get. That's why you got to subscribe. Come on by. Uh, he's jokingly related to DK, right? Yeah, but he's not really right. <laughs> Correct. 
but they asked him and he said, since he's very good, we're just going to say he's related. (laughs) So he said that after the combine when DJ blew it up. (laughs) So. All right. Hit subscribe. Come on back tomorrow for which early 90s legend we're going to go off on a tangent about. Joe, we have something new next week. Yes, we do. We're not going to tell you yet, but we're going to tease it to you. Make sure you guys stay tuned for all of the exciting updates. We'll probably reveal this over the weekend, but we got a new format for a show that we're going to be bringing to you guys. Looking forward to that. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, thanks as always for listening to the Drafties podcast. We hope you guys enjoy your weekend, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.